Welcome to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. You know, um, I asked, you know, if... I could have her phone number, and she said, "Sure." She gave me her phone number. I said, "Okay." That was that was victory for me because a lot. I never get to the phone number part a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? I never get that far. I never get that far. So this was victory. You know, she gave me her phone number. So, and we used to email each other. And you know, a lot of times, you know, like Antonio, I ended up ministering to her a lot. And you know, how many of you know that ministry? situation where you're ministering to somebody trying to you know build them up or whatever the case may be but I was ministering to her a lot um email wise and everything like that and you know then I remembered um after church one day she was about to leave after one of our singles event and um I said you know I offered to escort her to the parking lot she said no no it's okay I said no no let me escort she was like no no it's okay I should have known at that point that nothing ain't happening here, you know. But I said, hey, you know, it's okay. I'll, you know, she said, okay. So we were walking together, and she was leaving church to go help a friend, she said, okay. And this friend happened to be an ex-boyfriend that she wants to go help. And because he was inebriated, he was drunk, so she wanted to go, you know, help him and get him set. Already, I'm like, alarm is going up. Like, Toke, just, just, just don't even waste your time. Just back off. You know, this is, she's still thinking about this guy. But I said, you know, I didn't really listen. <laughs> so, like I said, I used to minister to her, and, you know, she had shared that she was going through a lot. And she mentioned that um, her boyfriend, the ex-guy, um, a family member had passed. And she wanted to go there because she was close to the family. And she kind of felt weird because she has broken up with this guy, but she's close to the family and she wants to go there and kind of, you know, uh, help mourn and all that kind of stuff, you know. And already I'm like, Tokes, just, 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 just leave it alone. She's still not over the ex. But I didn't listen to myself. So later on, I remember I texted her. I said, hey, you know, I know you're going through a lot right now, but be encouraged, you know, kind of give her words of encouragement and stuff like that. And she texted back saying, I don't know what you're talking about. What am I going through? I'm confused. And I'm thinking to myself, I thought you said you're dealing with some stuff and I'm trying to encourage you. And now I didn't even argue. I just texted back, say, hey, I apologize. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been presumptuous, blah, blah, blah. No response. Texted again, say hello, hey, sorry, blah, 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 blah. No response. You know, I'm a simple guy. Okay, I'm like, okay, this is, I'm not even going to deal with this anymore. You know, that kind of a thing. And I texted again, I said, hey, you know, it's okay, no worries, just wanted to apologize. And she texted back, said, hey, I'm kind of busy right now, but, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you later, whatever the case may be. She never did. I never even bothered. I was like, I'm done. I'm a simple guy. You know, there's just... You know, some people, they have to have a nervous breakdown before they figure that God 
is doing something different. I'm not one of those guys. I'm simple. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. And that was that. Didn't text, didn't follow up, nothing. About a year later, now, of course, you know, we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Even though things don't work out, you still, you know, treat yourself with respect and, you know, be cool. So a year later, I, I just reached out to her, say, hey, how you doing? That kind of thing. I think it was her birthday or something. She, oh, she responded, say, hey, hi, how you doing? You know, she's doing well. And she emailed me, say, you know, I miss your emails. You know, I was like, folks, don't even go there. I was like, I've learned. I've read too many books, been to too many singles conferences, listen to too many ministers, I know better. I'm not even going to go there. Then she says something like, you know, maybe sometime, you know, maybe we could go watch a soccer game or something, you know. And I cannot remember my response, but my response was basically in a nice, cool way, like, nah, nah, it's not going to happen, you know. But I didn't put it that way because I was like, nah, this is not. Now, obviously, it's a year later, but the bottom line is I kind of felt like, no, this is not it. Nevertheless, unfortunately, a lot of people, when they experience redirection, they, like I said, have to go through chaos before they realize that God is trying to tell them or protect them or redirect them. And I want us to look at a story in Scripture, and we're just going to excavate some things from there and apply it to ourselves. And somebody mentioned it tonight, Jonah, the story of Jonah, we're going to look at it and just apply it to our lives. I want to give an overview of the story. It's four chapters. If you have never read the book of Jonah, I encourage you to read it. Four chapters, but we're going to focus on the first three. To give an overview, Jonah chapter 1, God tells Jonah, go to Nineveh, speak to the people there. I have, I'm judging them for their wickedness and stuff like that. Jonah went the other way. He bolted, you know, got into a, a ship going to Tarshish. And, of course, God sent a storm. He rocked the boat. Everybody was freaking out. What's going on? And they discovered that the reason why this was happening was because of Jonah. And Jonah confessed, yeah, I'm the culprit. And they were like, what do we need to fix this? They said, throw me out of the boat. So they threw him out of the boat. And there was a calm. God had prepared a fish. Fish swallowed him. And, and you know, Jonah prayed to God from the fish. God spoke to the fish. He vomited him to dry land. And God told Jonah again the second time to go to Nineveh and Jonah obeyed, okay? But I want to focus on the first three chapters and I want to slice and dice some things and apply it to ourselves, okay? First and foremost, I wanted to uh, lay down this canvas, per se. In our everyday language, we say things like, we are in the same boat, okay? You know what that expression means? It means we are in the same situation. We are in the same predicament. We are dealing with similar circumstances. We are dealing with the same situation. So a boat is a metaphor for what you're dealing with, your situation, your circumstance, okay? Having said that, we know that a boat is kind of like a small ship, correct? Okay. So indulge me when I share the fact that there are different kinds of ships. There are friend ships. There are relationships. There are fellow ships. But the most important ship of all time, now and forevermore, 
is the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Okay? So when God tells us to do something and we don't do what he tells us to do, basically we are jumping ship. And that often leads to hard ships. Okay? So, Jonah chapter 1, God tells Jonah, go to Nineveh. In verse 3 of Jonah chapter 1, Jonah did the opposite. The Bible says he boarded a ship going to Tarshish. Now, some of you are familiar with the story. After Jonah messed up and he repented and got back on track, in Jonah chapter 4, I believe, when God told him a second time to go to Nineveh, the Bible says he just went, basically. It doesn't say anything about him paying for anything. The only time you hear Jonah paying for anything was in Jonah chapter 1, verse 3, when he went the opposite direction. The Bible said he paid a fare to board a ship going to Tarshish. A lot of times when God tells us to do something and we do the opposite, we pay a price for going in the wrong direction. It costs us something. It costs us our dignity. Cost us our emotions. Sometimes it costs us our resources, our finances. Sometimes it costs us our sanity. He paid to get in the ship. So he gets into that ship. You can look at that ship any how you want. A relationship, friendship, partnership, sponsorship, whatever that ship is, okay? He gets into the ship, and of course there's a storm. It rocks the boat. I think it's NIV. It literally says the ship was about to break up. The ship was about to break up. Jonah is in the wrong ship going in the wrong direction. The scripture says they were frantic and they began to pray to their gods. Letting us know that Jonah is not only going in the wrong direction, He's not only in the wrong ship, he's also with the wrong folks, unbelievers, going in the wrong direction. All that stuff is happening. They are freaking out. And where was my man Jonah? He's at the bottom of the ship, fast asleep. The ship is about to be broken. He's at the bottom of it fast asleep. That's a picture of depression. One of the symptoms of depression is excessive sleep. He is sleeping in a mess. And sometimes some of us have been in situations where we are sleeping in a mess. It's messed up, but I've gotten comfortable in this mess. He's at the bottom of the ship. Everybody's franking. This is about to break up. This ship is about to break up. But he's sleeping in it. At the bottom of it. Then the captain came and woke him up. Like, dude, what's going on? Don't you know what's going on? And to cut a long story short, they figured, okay, the reason why this is happening is because of Jonah. Jonah is the reason why 
they are going through the raging of the storm. Then in Jonah chapter 1, verse 11, the captain now asked Jonah, he said, what do we need to do to fix this problem? Okay? And Jonah gave him the solution. Now, Jonah is out of the will of God, but he is still a prophet. He is still a prophet. And indulge me when I say basically he prophesied the solution. Throw me out. Now, years ago, when I was doing research on rejection, Wikipedia said the first time the word rejection was used was in the year 1415. And it means to throw or to throw back. So basically, when Jonah says, throw me out of this boat, he's really saying reject me. Even without breaking those words, it's common sense that if somebody prevents you, somebody used the word prevent earlier, from being in the place, that's a form of rejection. If someone disallows you from, from being in the place, that's a form of rejection. When you get discarded, when you get cast off and tossed, that's a form of rejection. So they asked Jonah, how do we fix this problem? And Jonah said, reject me. Now, here's what's interesting. Jonah knows he's the problem. Jonah knows that his presence in the, in the boat, in the ship, is causing the chaos. But he's not going to jump out of the ship. Think about it. I know I'm the problem, and I know the solution is for me not to be in this boat, but I'm not jumping out of this boat. So let's pause for a minute, because I've been looking at Jonah from the perspective of us as Jonah, but let's put ourselves in the position of those in the ship. Forget about Jonah for a moment. You and I are the person in the ship. We were doing fine, minding our own business, in our own ship, going our own way. Then we brought somebody into our ship, whether it's your fellowship, your a relationship, a friendship, a partnership, and all hell breaks loose. Okay, now notice this. Jonah tells them in verse 12 of chapter 1 that the solution is to throw me out. But verse 13, those people did exactly what we do when God has made it crystal to you and I that we need to let this thing go. They tried to salvage the ship. They rode harder. Some of us hit the gym. Try the Atkins diet. The paleo diet. The Greek diet and every other kind of diet. I wonder why we haven't died yet. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about OJ Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.